Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roshke, your host, and Don Kennedy is with me as well. Good morning again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so glad that you are here. We are talking about Luke 14 Life Principles. Man, if you've not sat down and, and slowly read through, prayed through, read through, meditated on, applied it and make it your own, in Luke 14, you need to. Mm-hmm. There are so many things, um, Dawn, that we covered in uh, part one of the first radio show, and now this is the second radio show that we're doing on Luke 14. Please go back and listen to the mm-hmm. first part because mm-hmm. there's so many, there are several parables in here, and each parable teaches a specific life principle, a life lesson. Uh, But we are down to uh, the last section of Luke 14, and we're talking about allegiance to Christ. Uh, We're talking about leaving all to follow Christ. And uh, this is the passage where Jesus said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. And so he's, he's not talking about not loving your family. He's talking about every relationship uh, must be subordinate to your relationship with Christ. Your allegiance and loyalty must be to him first, and every other uh, relationship must subordinate to him, be subordinate to him. Um, it, it's a way of expressing importance of allegiance to him. Uh, then it talks about a disciple must die to self-centeredness and be willing to endure suffering and even martyrdom. So we have to die to that self-centeredness um, that, that is so, it, that's a natural thing. It's a human mm-hmm. thing to be self-centered. Mm-hmm. That's normal. <laughs> um, but we are new creatures, new creatures in Christ. And so we are called to take so up that cross. So Christ-centered instead of self-centered. Amen. That's good. Christ-centered instead of self-centered. I like that, Don. So we're going to skip on down. Uh, then he talks about, he talks about taking up your cross and following him. And then which of you who was going to build a building doesn't count the cost first. So he talks about counting the cost. Uh, so we've, we've already gone over all this, but counting the cost to follow Christ and to, and to be his disciple. We have to sit down and consider that. So likewise, whoever of you in verse 33, who does, excuse me. So likewise, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple. So forsaking all is, it's not the most important. It doesn't take priority. It doesn't have your heart. He's not necessarily telling you you have to give up everything in your life. He's just saying, don't let it have yeah, don't it, precedence let it be over your me. Life. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't let that be your life, but instead let it be in, uh, in subordinate to your relationship with Christ. So, Forsake all. Discipleship means um, uh, not being selfish and self-interest, okay? It's to uh, denunciate all selfishness, all self-interest. It requires total commitment and maximum uh, realization of Christ's purpose for our lives. So let me say that again. Discipleship requires total commitment and maximum realization of Christ's purpose for our lives. And in that, guys, is great joy. Okay, that's great. there's great joy. It may sound really daunting. It may sound scary or like, oh, I don't want to do that. But there's great joy in it. Mm-hmm. The more that we do that, the greater the joy and blessing upon our life. So whoever does not forsake all 
make it subordinate to Christ, have total, complete allegiance to Christ, is going to find out <laughs> that you cannot be his disciple. Now, listen to this. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Now, that kind of sounds like that's just like, okay, now how does that fit in? Mm -hmm. You know, but we are the salt of the earth. Mm -hmm. we, we are, have you ever had salt at home that lost its flavor and try to salt some? It is nasty. I actually can say no, but salt it doesn't is. stay that long at my house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my husband and my father-in-law see that. <laughs> I've never experienced well, that. Let's take my word for it. It's not any good. Um, and salt is good, an excellent thing. But if salt has lost its strength and has become saltless or insipid or flat, this is the amplified, how shall its saltness be restored? We're supposed to stay salty, mm -hmm. not stay thirsty, my friend. You know, that commercial, <laughs> stay salty. Oh, beer <laughs> yeah, don't, don't go by the beer commercial. Uh, stay thirsty, unless it's thirsty for Christ, the right. living waters, but stay salty. That's what he's talking about. Uh, staying salty, ha having uh, that that punch. Well, you know yours, what I mean? Yours said uh, to be seasoned. How did it say that again? It said uh, salt has lost its strength and becomes saltless. No, salt is good. The first the first verse it said salt is good, and you said something to be seasoned. Oh, I don't know, Don. I lost that. Uh, salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? Okay, so, and mine says salt is good for seasoning. So, in two different versions there, I got two different things. One, I'm supposed to help season others. Mm -hmm. And two, I have to be seasoned right. by the salt of the Lord. I mm -hmm. have to be seasoned by Him. Exactly. Which means... Two-way street. Which means there's something in me changing. Yeah. Right? Salt changes things. Yeah, that's good. So there's something in me that needs to be changed, mm -hmm. that He that He seasons out in, a, in me, and then there's something I'm supposed to help season out in other people. Just like what I'm doing right now on the radio, it's to season out other people. What right. we do in ministry, it's to season out other people and to season out my family. Yeah. Amen. That's good. To affect them. It's to affect them. And be affected <clears throat> by God. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that whenever food is bland, nobody wants to eat that. Nobody wants to eat food that is bland. They want food that's got some seasoning in it. Right. 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 And so if you want people hungry for God, mm -hmm. then you've got to present You've got to have some salt. You've got to have some flavor. You, you have to have, you, you have to be able to extend that, um, that feast of the Lord. And where Lord do you get that salt? From Him. But how? By being <laughs> in uh, His, His presence, presence, in right. His Word, in, right. in church, in, in, yeah. following a heart after right. Him. Taking up your cross mm -hmm. and following Him. Because remember, he, he got through saying, He had just said, or what king going out to engage in conflict with another king will not first sit down and consider and take counsel, whether he's able with 10,000 men to meet with him who comes against him with 20,000. And if he cannot do so, when the other king is still a great way off, he sends an envoy and asks the terms of peace. So then, any of you who does not forsake, renounce, surrender, claim to, give up, and say goodbye to all that he has cannot be my disciple. In other words, it has to all be secondary to him. Mm -hmm. Then he goes straight into verse 34. Salt is good, an excellent thing. But if salt has lost its strength and has become saltless, insipid or flat, nobody wants to eat flat food. 
how shall its saltness be restored? So we, we are to present Christ in a way that it makes people thirsty and hungry for him. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you're right, Dawn, there's one way to do that. It's being mm-hmm. in his presence. It's, it's staying in his presence and allowing him to salt us, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep us salty. Yeah. <laughs> It, keep salty, my friend. Right. That's so funny. That cracks keep me salty. Up. <laughs> keep salty, my friend. Uh, mm-hmm. for this means that there is no alternative to Christ. Come on. No alternative to Christ and his ways. He and the word are the saltiness mm-hmm. of the salt. Mine's, my Bible says if you lose your saltiness, you get thrown away. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to be thrown away. No, 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 no. Uh he and the word are the saltiness of the salt. If that be removed from Israel, which it was, then Israel was of no more use. It is the same presently with individuals. You got it. You, I mean, when you get in the word and you get in his presence, think you, and salt is a, is a preserver. Mm-hmm. You know, it preserves it. It preserves you. Right. It keeps you. Think about cured bacon or right. something like that. It, it keeps it for a long time. Right. Yeah. You know, everything's better with bacon on it. <laughs> of so. course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's Texas I'm hungry. bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is a, uh, it's a preserver. So that salt seasons us. It, it allows us to, to be attractive to the world for them, them to be attracted to Christ in us. Because it tastes good. Because mm-hmm. it tastes good. Mm-hmm. To buy, what does Jesus say? The word say, taste and see that the Lord is good. good. Mm-hmm. And so when we do that, it allows him to, through us, set a table for somebody else. Mm-hmm. But if you back it up, back it up, what is it talking about to begin? But right before that, take up your cross. Mm-hmm. That is how it, it's a, there's a progression. There's a progression of taking, denying yourself, taking up the cross, being preserved, being made salty, and then you giving it out to other people. And remember that the word is, a, is the living, breathing Christ. It is God. It is him himself. And I said that this morning as I was reading, beginning to read my word. I was like, Lord, I thank you that this is you I'm taking in. That's right. This is your life. This is your breath. This is everything about you. Everything you gave of your whole self all, is all alive in this. And I'm taking it in. Mm-hmm. And it's making me salty. Mm-hmm. Right. It's seasoning me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And what if we were never presented with Christ? What if, what if no one ever either took us to church and we accepted the Lord, like mm-hmm. what happened to me mm-hmm. when I was 10 years old and the Lord brought me back to that same exact church 45 years later mm-hmm. last you, week? What if you come across somebody today that's illiterate and can't read the word? Do they see the word mm-hmm. in you? Right. Are we portraying? Right. Are we being salty? Right. And so I think about that, uh, how different my life would be oh mm. my goodness oh okay if if There's i had not, not been, time to tell you right, all the things right, that happened in my life yeah right <laughs> if i had not been presented with the gospel mm-hmm. and so that's our job that's our purpose that's the reason we take up our cross mm-hmm. to follow him uh the it's the message of the cross it is the cross itself that mm-hmm. that we are to present um in verse 35 it says let me back up. Salt is good, an excellent thing, but if salt has lost its strength and has become saltless, how shall its saltness be restored? It is fit neither for the land nor for the manure heap, is what it says in Amplified. Men throw it away. He who has ears to hear, let him listen and consider and comprehend by hearing. So 
in my um, expository Bible, it means that means that it can no longer serve. So that if there, that salt is not good, it can no longer serve its intended purpose because it no longer has that which gives it purpose. Now let's talk. But that's good. That's good. It so if there's no more saltiness, it's lost its savor. Okay, then it means it's neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill, but men cast it out. He that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. So it means that that salt can no longer serve its intended purpose because it no longer has that which gives it purpose. Please, Father, don't let me lose my intended purpose. Amen. (laughs) I mean, and your your intended purpose will look different Mm -hmm. than the next person's. I'm doing what is part of my intended purpose by sharing the gospel right now on the radio and my Facebook. That's part of my intended purpose. But if I don't have the salt, the seasoning of God, the, that salt that seasons and, and makes it taste good, or if I, if I don't have that preservation that salt does in my life, I can't give it out to somebody else. Right. You can't give out what you don't have. Right. And so let us not, as Christians, don't... So, the, the lesson here in this last portion is don't allow people, okay, let's go mm-hmm. back. Don't allow um, family, because it said, what did it say? If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother in the sense of indifference to or relative disregard for them in comparison with his attitude towards God and likewise his wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. So how do you start to lose the saltiness? It happens. One of the ways is when your spouse, your children, your brothers, your sisters, and your own life begins to take precedence over your allegiance to Christ and your life in Christ. It begins to, to instead of being in subordination to insubordinate to Christ and your allegiance to him, you begin to have more allegiance to your spouse, your children, mm-hmm. and what they want, what they or need, what and their needs, want. and are what your flesh desires, mm-hmm. what you want. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, you're getting less and less salty, less and less potent, less and less seasoned. So... I mean, this is so good. Mm -hmm. Luke 14 is amazing. Mm -hmm. There are so many life lessons we went through in the past two broadcasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, But understand, you can lose your saltiness if, one, you start being getting out of the Word, start getting out of prayer and worship, start getting out of fellowship with other Christians. Start Would you stop just that fellowship and encounters with Christ and and loving on Him and, and reading about His Word which is his word to you, mm-hmm. that you begin to lose that saltiness. You begin to lose your flavor. You begin to, to lose your effectiveness. Stop, effective, uh, stop affecting people around right, you. Mm-hmm. Right, you're not, you're not effective anymore. Mm-hmm. Your life begins to change. And when you ha- are not taking up your cross, denying yourself, making every other relationship, every other duty, every responsibility insubordinate to, yielded to, and come underneath, that allegiance to Christ, you begin to lose your saltiness. You know, I just got a picture of when you're doing dishes, and if you have some greasy, a greasy dish and it has some water in it and you drop a little bit of Dawn dish soap and you watch the water go psh, and it breaks that grease down right away. Well, that's how we're supposed to be in life. We're supposed to be that drop mm-hmm. that affects the whole area around it. 
everything around it. We all have a place to be uh, ministering to, whether it's in our neighborhood, in our home, in our churches, in our place of work, mm-hmm. whatever. We're supposed to be mm-hmm. affecting it like that drop of dish soap in the grease that disperses it. We're supposed to disperse the evil around us. We're supposed to disperse... Um, we're also supposed to disperse the Holy Spirit out into people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so to, we have to have that saltiness, that constant input to, to make that change. Mm-hmm. Amen. Good word. And we can. We can. There are certain things that you need to safeguard in your life, and, and, and that is your relationship with the Lord first and foremost, your time with Him. And I know uh, I've raised kids. I, I've always been busy in ministry, whether it was full-time or not, uh, worked, all these things. But... Even if your time is in the car, mm-hmm. you turn that radio off, begin to communicate, begin to have an encounter with the Lord, begin to, to let him speak to you, begin to tell him things on your heart, begin to worship him, guard that, safeguard that. The Bible, he, was, he talked about don't let don't anything. Don't stop doing it. <laughs> don't stop doing it. Guard those things because they are life. That's where you, where you get your flavor from, your saltiness from. That's where you begin to step into your intended purpose and your effective you are effective. You want to be effective in this life. And then, and then, so the way to not be effective and lose your saltiness is to allow those relationships to take over and those responsibilities to become number one. All those things begin to take place. They displace. The enemy delights in dislodging, displacing Christ in your life if he can. It may not be overt sin. He may be not out committing adultery or, or uh, murder, but he will begin if you will, if very, Selectively, very seductive. Just as effective by getting you to stop your relationship with the Lord. Yeah, to displace you, (laughs) Mm -hmm. to dislodge you so that you're not effective. And so it, it, he comes very covertly to begin to, to, to steal that allegiance to, so guard it. Guard it, okay? And that, he says, that's a reason in this last part of the passage of Luke 14, it's talking about uh, relationships is talking about seeking God first. It talks about bearing your cross, denying yourself. Uh, it talks about counting that cost. And then it talks at the end about your, your losing your, your, your saltiness, right? Mm-hmm. So it's neither fit for the land nor yet for the dunghill. It's not fit for anything if the salt has lost its flavor. So it means that it can no longer serve its intended purpose because it no longer has that which gives it purpose. Christ gave us purpose. We have purpose. We are men and women, young people of purpose. Many things, if not used, listen, many things, if not used for their intended purpose, can be used elsewhere. However, the savorless Christian does not fall into that category, actually becoming totally worthless. Worthless. He who has ears to hear, let him hear, meaning that only those who have spiritual ears will hear what he is saying and thereby understand it. Well, I think back to back before I knew the Lord as my Savior, how I was being used for another purpose. Mm-hmm. I was being used to build the kingdom of hell instead of the, the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you will be used for a purpose. It just mm-hmm. depends on what you want to be used right. for. You want the intended the purpose intended by Christ. Purpose. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. there's a lot of good things to do out there, but if we're not doing what God called us to do, then it's not going to be as effective. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you know, you think about salt, it seems so insignificant. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a little, little bitty grain. Little grain. It's, uh, it's very cheap. Mm-hmm. It's a little spice. But it preserves, it protects, it adds and flavor. It has great and adds flavor for in a small amount. Right, it right? does. <laughs> exactly. Um, 
another one of my commentaries on my Bible says, in order to flavor society, disciples must retain a spirit of self-sacrifice. And, you know, that just goes against the grain. It goes against the flesh. It goes against especially what you today. want. Especially today. And, Satisfy me right now. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and so it's something you just have to be on guard about. I mean, there's some... There are some very powerful life lessons in Luke 14 uh, about motives and interest and self-promotion and, and just so many things, uh, uh, character lessons, but as well as at the end, you know, take up your cross. Follow me. Follow me. There, and that's an invitation. And this whole, this whole chapter is an invitation. Mm-hmm. The whole chapter, it starts out, you know, you know he's, he, Christ gives an invitation to heal someone in that he, this man was not even supposed to be in where he was. I mean, he's lame. And, uh, no, this is the, that was the one that had the dropsy. And so God heals him. God, and he says, and later on in the chapter, he says, come for all things are now ready. He bids, he made a great feast. Mm-hmm. That's come, my favorite great line feast. in this whole chapter. Yeah, come, come all, all things, things are, are now ready. Yeah. Come, all things are now ready. So he, the whole, the whole, chapter he keeps weaving in come an invitation it's a bidding mm-hmm. it's a summons uh it, it's to come partake right and also with it are some some things that are are maybe hard for your flesh to take it's hard for my flesh to take you know take up your cross deny yourself you know uh love your children and your spouse and your brothers and sisters you you have to put that below below mm-hmm. Christ because it's the natural thing. Go love p- on that person even though they weren't nice to you. Yeah, go, right. go, mm-hmm. That's a self sacrifice. Right. Self sacrifice. Okay. My flesh didn't, didn't like that right then, but right. you know I'm going to go love on them anyway. Right. There's and, something and else going on in their life. Exactly. And we're to bear Christ. We're mm-hmm. to be salty. Mm-hmm. Don't allow anything to take your saltiness, to take your flavor, to take that part of you. Salt is a preserver. You are called to help preserve life. You have to throw out that life preserver, you know, of salvation. To bear your cross is a double meaning. Bear the cross of self-sacrifice, self, you know, denying your flesh. But it also, bear your cross, preach the gospel, preach the gospel, bear the cross and what Christ did on the cross, how he paid for uh, our deliverance, our salvation, our healing, uh, everything that we have. Preach the cross and him crucified. Preach the cross and him crucified. And the only way we can do that effectively and fulfill our intended purpose is that we don't lose our savor. We don't lose our flavor. We don't lose our saltiness. And, and that's, that's being in contact, um, guarding that relationship. I mean, if you read this, it's such, it sounds like some part of it is like an illog- illogical progression, but if you read the whole chapter, and I don't have time to go back over the whole chapter, there's a logical progression of life principles in Luke chapter 14. Uh, a lot of teaching, a lot of guidance, uh, a lot of um, growing up. And it can touch just about every area of your life. life. It really does. It every does. area. It's just, it really doesn't leave anything undone. It does not. <laughs> And the whole thing is couched around a great dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come, 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 come. And to fulfill your intended purpose. You're, you're the salt of the earth. Don't miss That's your invitation. You Don't miss your invitation and do not miss your purpose. And, and fi- there's a finishing grace. You know, uh, he said, count the cost that you may be, fin- be able to finish it. You are a finisher. 
You are salty in Christ because of your relationship and your encounters with him in Jesus' name. If you've never accepted the Lord as your Savior, say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Change me. Make me new. I want to follow you. Be in control. I turn to you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I give you all my past, my present, and my future. I'm yours, Lord, in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer to accept him as Savior today, I invite you to go to our prayer line, 866-241-0579. It's toll-free. We're going to send you out some scriptures toll-free that's going to help you in your new walk with the Lord or rededication. Uh, I also invite you to um, uh, go to our website. There's lots of free teachings from the podcast, the radio shows, our TV shows, and uh, share it with other people because we are about fruit for the kingdom of God and building up his people. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for those that donate and help us to continue to preach the gospel. You are a part of us. Your partnership with us allows us to do that. So thank you for that. Uh, And God bless you. And may God bless you a hundredfold on your seed. And we will be back next week. God bless you. Love you. Bye.